This podcast is brought to you by Taft Spare. Taft Spare are Galway's number one GA pub in the heart of the Latin Quarter with live Irish music twice a day. So delighted now to be joined by Barry Cullinan and this is our first week of bringing you the Galway Senior Football Club Championship Power Rankings, which I'm sure is going to cause uh, numerous debates with different clubs and different people. And hopefully you'll have a great reaction to this. But just before we do, obviously, the podcast is now being rebranded uh, to the Maroon and White Pod, uh, just basically because we're producing so much Galway GA content. It felt like this was the perfect name to rebrand. Uh, all podcasts and everything are still the same. It's just the logo is basically rebranded. That's all for people who might be uh, confused this week. And the Power Rankings uh, is brought to you by Taskbear and Galway. So a massive thank you for them for coming on board. Barry, uh, a hard task, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think I might block my, uh, I don't know, does Elon Musk allow mere mortals like me block block your Twitter and block every form of, um, because I, I tell you, you know, you'd be chatting to people and they'd be saying about, you know, different, being on the radio at times or whatever, and you'd actually be very surprised how many people listen and how many people are very quick to come, come up and tell you when you get something wrong. So I'm sure... I'm sure I'll get loads wrong and get loads of loads of opinions um, on why exactly I got it wrong. But your luck isn't isn't that what the GA is all about? It's obviously hard now more than any other stage at the championship because obviously there's no action played. Like, what did you base uh, these rankings on? <laughs> um, what's I base? Uh, I, d- I don't know really um, which is a good start um, I base well first of all I base them on everybody having everybody so I think you know you could have started um, or sorry everybody that we think people will have so to certain teams uh, for example Dunmore who are without Matthew Reddington who and, and we know they're not going to have him you know, and he's kind of the spiritual leader of that Dunmore team and he's a huge loss to them. They still have some really, really excellent footballers and they'll get a good a good kick off of, of winning the intermediate last year. But that's a big, big loss. So we, we know they won't have him. On the flip side of that, we know we say Rob Finnerty is in is so Till won't have him for the first round of the championship. But overall, he'll still be a big part on 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 their uh, you know on their on their kind of drive for 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 Frank Fox. So um, if a new team were missing someone indefinitely and and they were really important, that affected where I put them. If I felt a team might be missing one or two guys at the start of the year, but overall will have them for the majority of the championship, I kind of took it as as that they would have them. So um, rightly or wrongly, that's the that's the way I went about it anyway. The, the hardest aspect there, as I mentioned, obviously, we're obviously going into the opening round, but no championship games played this year. Like it, it's very hard to judge form because, like, you can't you can't read into the league at all. No, you, you can't. Well, I, th- I think I think Corfin will be delighted with their with their win in the league. The likes of Anna Down, they would have been disappointed with with how the league went for them. And I think Clare Galway were probably disappointed in in their performance in the league semi final against Tume as well. Uh, so there's no there is no form to to back to back up anything that uh, that we say in this. A lot of it will be historical. It'll be what they've done last year. Maybe if if a team has kind of gone and gone and got a really good coach or something like that, that might change it. But overall, 
a lot of it will be based on based on last year and maybe based on you know a guy's a team that might have a couple of players in really good form for Galway over the last the last seven or eight months. So um, yeah, it's difficult as the season goes on. You you get a better feel for how teams are going. But right now, it's very much a, a gut a gut feeling, and I suppose a look back at, at how they did last year. Yeah, we will get into it now. I'm just going to um, share the screen of the power rankings. Can you see that, Barry? Uh, I sure can. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll just we'll start actually from the back here. So obviously 17 teams in the senior championship this year, uh, two groups of six and a group of five. You'll have first and second coming out, so that makes six teams across the three groups. The best player, the best third place team, and then a play a playoff in the preliminary quarterfinal between the other um, two third teams. But Barry started off on the first slide here. We have 17. From 17 to 10, and then on the next slide, um, we'll have uh, ninth place to first place, and who Barry believes will win Brent Box this year. So, 17, Nivana Lechamore, 16, St. Michael's, 15, Kazhram, 14, Berna, 13, James's, 12, Dunmore McHale's, 11, On Spidale, and 10, Anna Down. Barry, Nivana Lechamore, you believe they're going to struggle this year, going by this? Um. Yeah. Uh, again, this this is probably the slide that will cause most consternation because there's a lot of teams there that will feel that you know, like if I play for Carlos Strand, I could very easily turn around and say like that's we're we're ahead of a lot of those teams. That that's just my I, you know, you have to you have to look at it in the round as well and say that it's it's very difficult, you know, to to rank. Maybe 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, Carlos Strand could turn around very easily if they were in the group on Spidgel, Dumore, St. James, or Barna and, and take them out. I, I think Lettermore, just at the back of, of last year, you know, they haven't probably brought through an awful lot of new talent recently and, and have lost quite a number of players of, of the older generation that, that were bringing them or making them a really, really competitive team. You know, they need all the support that they can get, you know, in terms of of the Galway County Board. They're they're really really important part of the of the community out there, and it's really really important that football stays strong in a lot of these communities. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's not anyone's fault in Letchmore or in some places where at the moment they're struggling at the population base. Um, and that's why you know a lot of the big population centres are going to get stronger and stronger. Unfortunately, I, I just think this year could be a could be a struggle for Letcher Moore. Well, that's not saying that they're going to go down. Um, absolutely not. They they could get you know a really good win that'll that'll set them up for for another crack at the championship next year, or they get to a relegation decider and and they pull off a really good win. But I just think in terms of if every team plays at 100%, which we know they won't, but if every team hypothetically was to play at 100%, I just think Letchamore might be the one to, to really struggle at that stage. Yeah, and Letchamore as well matches Barrett and Ushi McDonough are away in, in Boston playing football. Mm -hmm. So they're two significant losses. Um, 16 has actually surprised me the most. Uh, St. Michael's uh, quarterfinal last year, league semi-final this year. Um 
What's the reason for that? <laughs> do you know, do you know what? Now that you, now that you say that, I probably should put them up the table. I, honestly, like as I said, I, 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 I would probably slightly have Anna down a little bit ahead. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that my mother's from Anna down. I have a, a bit of a loyalty to them. But I would probably have them a little bit ahead of 16 to 11. But you could you could throw 16 to 11 in and, and come up with any kind of a any kind of a formulation. St. Michael's probably deserved to be a bit higher up the table. Um, Damore McHale's, they haven't had a, a, a history at senior level, so did they deserve to be much higher than the Barnett, Carl James? They, I, I think, I, I think, um, I saw St. Michael's a couple of times last year and they, they, they played well in some games. I just think it could, they lack a bit of consistency and they were probably relatively lucky to get out of the group last year. That's why they're not higher up the table. Do I think that they're going to struggle in terms of going down? Probably not. Um, but overall, I would see them in that mix of that St. Michael's two on Spidgel, that group of teams there. Just reading... Um... The two merit previews excellently put together by Billy Costa is every year. The, the information is just great to get, like when you're doing this kind of thing. But 15, Kalshan, the losses they've got Keen Darcy to Ballygood and St. Dendas, Ushin O'Brien to Navno Mahanese. I'm unsure of if Alan Morris will be back yet with his crucial injury, but the two losses for them are really significant losses. Yeah, and that's, that's why I kind of have them further down the table. And again, yeah, you're right in terms of. Um, what Billy Costa's before the hurling and football championships is is absolutely brilliant and, and great work. And, you know, the clubs have obviously, he has built a good relationship with the clubs and they're willing to share share information with him, which is a good sign of any any journalist. Um, but yeah, they're, they're absolutely massive losses. And Keane Darcy is a guy I had at under 21 level, brilliant young fella, probably never kicked on to the level I think that he could have got to. Um, and Carl Strand's loss is, is Bally Bowden's gain. But again, you know, <clears throat> it's it's just the, the population base that they just don't have the, the the playing personnel to come and backfill those sort of positions. So that that will put them under pressure. Um but they've you know, they've now got one of the most exciting defenders in the country in Johnny McGrath, and they'll be hoping that that him and the other guys around him can kind of steady the ship and, and just maintain senior status for the next couple of years and allow maybe a couple of more minors or a couple of more under-17s to, to come and, and and backfill the Keane Darcy's and these guys. So it's um it's a difficult position for them to be in at the moment. Tommy Joyce is over them. He's plenty of experience. He'll he'll certainly get a tune out of them. But just do they have do they have the players capable of, of pushing on to quarterfinal, semi-final stage? I don't think so, which probably puts them in the mix of of um of that bottom few teams, you know. Yeah, and even in previous years, they have found themselves in the relegation battle. So we think with those two players, they're going to be up against it. But who knows? They um, could defy logic here and get a good season under their belt. Sporty Berna, it really feels like I know we say the league doesn't. It's hard to read into it too much, but like Berna won their first ever trophy this year at senior level, um, which seems huge, winning that Division Two league title. They seem to be going in here with a lot of momentum into the championship. 
Yeah, they're a good team. Um, I'm not sure they're a top eight team, but they're certainly they're certainly up there. Uh, Sean Conlon, when he was there, did a really really good job, and and I think they get to the county semi final a couple of years ago. Um, and again, probably deserve you know to maybe be a little bit higher up the higher up the table and and. You know, in terms of Keen Hernan and Sean Fitzgerald, they're they're two excellent defenders, and they've shown really good form for Galway this year. And it'll be interesting, no more than all the teams, it'll be interesting to see how those how those Galway players go and perform. So we know the older guys, like the Jamie Comers, the Paul Conroys, they've traditionally performed very very well for their clubs. They're now the next group of guys is going to have to do the same. So, you know, Jack Lynn is in the States, but, you know, when he comes back, he's going to have to perform for Claire Galway, Sean Fitzgerald, Keane Harden are going to have to perform for Barna, Johnny McGrath for Carlos Strand. So, that that's an interesting kind of uh, adjunct to the county championship. But at the moment, I, I would just feel Barna, again, as I said, a prob- possibly would, maybe would feel that they should be higher up the table, maybe, probably should be, Probably would be pushing Anna down if 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 they if they met in the championship. So you know they're one of the teams that would be feel that if they can get one early win, um, that will cement all the good work that was done in the league, and then they can push on and try and get another couple to get out of their group. James is at thirteen. Um, it's fair to say James is last year stayed up by the skin of their teeth against Bonavay in that final game. They have struggled for. They've been inconsistent really in the championship in the past, but there does kind of seem to be a bit of a balance there with the three or four going under twenties now that they have this year. Plus, like you're looking at your Paul Connors and Johnny Duans as well. Yeah, I th- I think James is are one of these teams that again like that if they can if they can just steady the ship for a couple of years they seem to have a, a, a good bit of talent coming through uh, Johnny Duan is back I'm not sure that Johnny played with them last year so I think he'll be a big addition to them Uncle Cannon and Paul Conroy they're kind of the the trio of players that have been really really performing for St. James's for the last 10 years and then they have as you said a number of a number of really good talents coming through at under 20 and minor level so they they're certainly a team that nobody likes playing because they know they can go and play football St. James is a really good footballing team um you know, if you compare, like you go and play Carlos Strand, they're a good footballing team, but they're hard as well. You know, they're they're a tough, tough group of group of men that will give Everton every single day. St James's like that; they can mix it, but that they like to really play football, and you know, no more so than 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 Paul Conroy. But I just think that if they can steady the ship, they can keep things you know in reasonable shape for the next couple of years then they have plenty of talent coming through to try and push on and 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 go up the table in the next maybe not this year but but climb the table and be considered in a higher position over over years to come then 12 to more McHale's, uh obviously you were speaking there about the loss of Matthew Reddington that's a significant loss but in fairness I do get your reasoning here to more 12 because they did definitely did show enough last year to show their quality team. I, I saw them in, in a couple of games. I think I saw them three times last year and I was really impressed with them on every occasion. Um, they're pacey. They want to play football. They've good forwards. They can defend well and they've good structure. And you can kind of see Gary Delaney kind of a curve in stamp on it. Um, 
they obviously don't have the quality the Cora Finn have, but they're trying to do the right thing. And I think if a team looks like they're trying to do the right thing over and over again, eventually it will pay off for them and eventually it will work. And I think that's uh, that's certainly where Dunmore are, are at for me at the moment. As I said, even you know the Matthew Reddington thing, it's even psychologically for, for players, that's a big one. You know, like if when they're starting out at the start of the year, knowing that they don't have the guy that was really driving this for the last couple of years, it's it it's a big hit, it's a big hit, and it's a big challenge for them to go and progress and make sure that it doesn't affect them hugely. And I think if they can, if they can get a win early doors, then they'll be very happy with that, and they'll be looking to to push on and and possibly contest for maybe third place in their group. Then eleven. On Spidale, um, on, on Spidale are one of these teams that are always hard to beat. But without Finano Lee and Lee Mokali still in Australia, um, similar to some of these clubs, like significant losses again. Yeah, huge. And that's it, isn't it a, um, I suppose it's a telling factor across all teams. It's just the amount of young fellas that are that are going abroad, they're traveling, they're, and, and they're absolutely dead right to do so. It's a, you know the world is is a very small place now. They can go and explore explore it very easily, and you know more power to them. And and we hope that they have a a really enjoyable time. But the guys that are left at home are going to have to carry the can. And I I I just think on Spidgel have have some really good players. No more so than Anton Lee. And I think he uh, or Anton Lai he he he's a really good player. And I think when he was with Galway, I thought he was exceptional as well. Um. And not many clubs have that, you know, art all, you know, out and out centre forward to like to go, drop off, play, a bit like Rhino Tool maybe for, for Westmeath, you know, that wants to get on the ball, similar, not as good, but similar to kind of maybe Marty Clark when he was with down, Keir McDonald, who's with Mayo, likes to go, collect ball. Maybe it's because they're left footed. You never hear of a fella having a, you know, a, a, a glorious right foot, but he certainly has a, a, a glorious left foot. I think any team with Anton Lee in it will, or Anton Lee will, will definitely go and uh, create scores. Their challenge is that they have to convert them. And I just think they're a good team. And I, I, I'd be, the fact that Dono Flaherty's back in there as well with them is a big bonus. And he'll put structure on things and he'll have teams well analysed. And he'll be looking for them to go and enjoy it, but also with uh, a good structure behind them. Isn't that thing, just before we come to tent, the how strong clubs management teams are this year, particularly in the Galway Club Championship? I think you have everyone who was in a, the Galway Minor setup this year involved with the team, everyone who was in with the under 20 setup involved in the team. And then you're seeing just numerous and numerous ex Curfin footballers as well involved with teams this year. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, club teams are now expecting the, the best of standards. And, the, you know, the day of turning up for training, going playing a match and maybe running up and down the pitch for 10 minutes at the end of the session is gone. They expect the best of analysis, the best of training. They expect their matchups to be right. They expect their video analysis to be right, their medical, their S&C all to be right. Because, you know, from my experience, even you know, with my own club in Thurlock Moor, is is like they there's no such thing anymore of like oh looking out the gate to see who's come training. They all train and they they want to train, but they want training to be good and they want the standard to be high. 
and I think clubs have to try and go and do that. And from what I can see, looking at it, most clubs have gone and tried to to get the best that they can to to match their own, I suppose, resources. Then Anadown at tenth has obviously you might be well known to people, but there has been a bit of a situation this year with the Anadown management where Barry Donnelly was in as coach. Um, he departed, and in the last few weeks, Galway minor football manager Alan Glim has now come into the role as coach. Did that buy into your ranking here? Of Anadown? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think if that hadn't happened, and and considering you know that they didn't fulfil some of their fixtures in the league, mm. um, the fact that Owen Curran has gone to, to New York. New York, uh, you know, I must say, and I said this to you, I think, on, on with yourself, like the battle between Rob Finnerty and Owen Curran last year was one of the highlights of 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 the championship for me. Or sorry, Tom Tom O'Callaghan and Owen Curran, you know, two, you know, they could volatile characters, you could say, and both tried to get under each other's skin, but they gave it socks. Tom O'Callaghan kicked four for play, but Owen Curran was outstanding as well on the day. And I think just, he's a huge loss trying to down. But I think Alan Glynn will steady the ship, his experience, his coaching, and he'll put a structure on it to try and get the best out of them. They have some good players. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we don't need to talk about Damien Comer. You know, Jeremy Commons, Dahi Commons, uh, Malarkey, they're all good players that they Ryan Ford, good player with good pace. So I think if if Alan Glynn can put a structure on it that they can try and get the best out of Damien Comer, um, they will improve or they'll be there thereabouts in terms of trying to, 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 to get out of their group. Um the problem I would have maybe for Anna Down is that if it's the first game or the first two games don't go their way, you know, what happens then? And it could be a slippery slope. So at the moment, I have them a little bit ahead of kind of the, the bottom group, but I, I certainly wouldn't be putting the house on it. Yeah, it'd be so if we go on to the next slide for the next um, power rankings, we have here from ninth uh, to first. Um, and there's definitely some interesting calls here. Uh, ninth place, um, Kalanen. Um, a disappointing year last year. Um, Jared Butler has obviously come in there as manager and he's added Gary Fahey in as a selector, which is um, an interesting thing. But... Apart from last year, really, Kalan and I have kind of always been there, thereabouts. Yeah, they're consistent. My take on this is very much based around the two Sweeney's. Now, if they're fit on the pitch along with Johnny Heaney, they have a good chance. Unfortunately, if Cahill or Patrick get injured, that puts Kalan and probably from ninth spot back down into that 12, 13, 14, 15 kind of an area. Um, but I think if they can kind of get back to the form that they showed in, you know, 2021, um, they'll be they'll be hard to beat for that. You know, they, they probably wouldn't be hard to beat for the top five teams, but for anyone else, then can and become hard to beat. Um, and as I said, you know, having Gary there, such a, a figurehead, I'm sure Kevin will will you know keep an eye on things as well and see how things are going. And as I, I just I have a feeling for Kalanen that if they can get everyone right, 
that last year could have been an outlier and they could get back to 2021 kind of form. In eighth, um, Middletown, my old man, Janet Jennings, um, at the helm this year for Middletown. Uh, interesting there, Justin Burke has actually come in as coach um, this year with Middletown, but um, yeah, <laughs> really with Middletown, it's just the, like similar to Glennon, they'll be there, thereabouts. Um, and I'm sure they'll be absolutely sickened when you consider how last year went when James Healy's uh, free from such a difficult angle knocked them out of the championship. So, and that that didn't get them through to the quarterfinal. And they're they're probably themselves going to want to have a point to prove this year now. Yeah, and they're producing some good young footballers as well. Obviously, the likes of Jack Horan. I think I would worry maybe for Milltown a little bit in the long term. You know, they're still very heavily reliant on the Martins and James and on the Blakes. Um, you know, they probably need a couple more players to kind of push through to make sure that they're still they're, they're still the, the force of senior football that they have been over the last number of years. Um, and like that, you know, they probably deserve to get out of the group last year. Um, you know, Jarlett Jennings is a good guy and Justin Burke will have good knowledge as well. I think it's his first coaching experience. So it's 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 a good management team as well. Um, I have Milltown in there, you know, at, at eight, but again, could they be nine, ten, eleven? They, they possibly could be. I, I don't see them featuring at the business end of the championship, but I certainly know that whoever comes up against them is going to know that they're in a game. Dreaded seventh. Um, now with Dreaded, if they have everyone, they're really strong. But just with the early stages, it's unsure if Ryan Monaghan or Matthew Tierney are going to be back from the states um, this weekend. They get called Donnelly from the Offaly under twenties, which is. Um, um, a massive player to get in but unfortunately he's done his cruciate so it looks like he's going to be out here for the year but there's still some sublime footballers in his drive when you consider the Lees Eddie O'Sullivan at the back um, you have those in seventh place Yeah and you know what I think the fact that Alan Murphy is in his third year is really it's a, it's a good indicator of of the team in that you know, he feels he can continue, or I suppose first and foremost that he's enjoying the, the, the gig. Um, you know, if he wasn't enjoying it, two years probably would be be enough. I think the fact that he's in there for a third year and the players are happy, that's a good sign of, of a good camp. Um, I, yeah, again, like Ryan Monaghan and Matthew Tierney, you know, I kind of took it that that they would feature heavily for them in the in the championship, but maybe not in the first round. Um, and I think they have some good players. I think Eric Lee is a, is a fine footballer, really good wing forward. Uh, in the tyranny, obviously. Personally, I would love to see them throw Matthew Tierney to the middle of the pitch. And I think even for Galway, it might be something that they could look at. I think like he's so big and strong and he can play football. Sometimes when he's uh, in a wing forward position, not that he would be for but for Galway, he can be a bit... You know, the game can pass him by a little bit, but I would like it to see Matthew Tierney. I'd love to see him midfield for Gerard, go and dominate a game, be on the ball all the time and drive forward uh, at, at every opportunity. And I think if they've him and Ryan Monaghan, as you said, Eric Lee, um, I think they'll get enough scores to trouble teams. Again, are they going to be at the real business end of the championship? Probably not, but they'll certainly see themselves as one of the teams that if they could get a bit of momentum they could get a bit of momentum. Uh, they could see them push, you know, quarter final, and if they got a nice draw, possibly see themselves in a semi final. 
if your own club, Clegoy in sixth, uh, Jack Lynn obviously misses the first game, but he's expected to be back after then. Connor Campbell's a blow with a shoulder injury, which looks like he's he's out um, for most of this year, anyways. But this feels like a huge year for Clegoy. Pushed my column close last year in that quarter final. Probably have regrets on the overall performance because. It was really kind of the last 10 minutes where they really pushed my column. But it does feel like a massive year for them now this year. It's a, it's a huge year. Um, you know, John Fitzmaurice is there for a number of years now and he'll be looking to to really try and put a stamp on this and make sure that they're they're showing real signs of progression. I think Nathan Granger is is also in the States for the first one and Connor Flaherty possibly as well. And obviously Connor Campbell out. So they're four huge players that, that they're going to have to, to backfill. The one advantage they have is that their first game is against Montpellier Mylock. So even with a full team, you know, there will be no guarantee. You know, if, if Clare had everybody, Montpellier Mylock would be still favoured. So the worst thing that could have happened Clare Galway is that maybe they get one of the teams that they're expected to beat in the, in the group, but they're without all these players and they get turned over. And then they have Montpellier Mylock to come. So I think the fact that they have Montpellier Mylock in the first one gives them the chance to say, look, this is kind of a, a free shot. If we get a result here, great. If not, it's not the end of the world. But it's definitely a big year for Turgoway. They're going to have to try and go and produce the, an abundance of talent coming through, the likes of Luke O'Connor, who's a, a serious, serious talent. But they're now going to have to go and produce. I, I worry for them... A little bit around the middle of the pitch, you know, Darren Hennessy has been a great servant, a great warrior, but I think we need a little bit more now, and I'm just not sure who's going to fill that position for us. Can you throw some of them minors in from last year, like Sir Jack Lonergan now, and those players coming through? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, you know, I'm not overly in the know on it, but I'm not sure how much they, how much involvement they have at the moment. Um, there's loads of them that could definitely play, like Savannah Monaghan and these guys, but you know, are they kind of saying, look, let's let's bide our time, let's not try and introduce them too early, maybe, um, but down the line, to get a, a bit of experience here and there in a couple of group games, there might be guys that you could see in featuring an awful lot more, but, you know, again, a lot will be dependent on Barry Goldrick at central forward and Mark Rohan and full forward. Like Barry Goldrick to me is a, like, I love watching this fella, like, he, on the ball, he's excellent, um, his passing, his ability to score. And his one thing for a small guy, his tackling technique is absolutely outstanding. He never gets shrugged off. He's always looking for dispossessions. He's always there. You know, good technique. Uh, you know, Harry's puts pressure on players and, as I say, gets a huge amount of turnovers. Does that surprise you that Barry Goldrick has never got a look with the Gaul senior footballers yet? I, th I think he's. I think he might be involved with a development panel, which you know, you know, Barry's probably twenty five, twenty six now, so maybe, maybe that go a senior panel situation may have passed him by. He was really unfortunate that he got a out of minor, uh, started to get some trouble with his hips that kind of curtailed his progress a good bit. Um, but I think if it was a Barry Goldrick that you know, from the get-go was fit and had no injury issues. I think he probably would have got a got a got a run up with, with the Galway seniors at some stage. Oh, he has all the he has all the ability. I think he just 
obviously struggles a little bit with size. He can't he can't do anything about that. Um and that might have gone against him in terms of in terms of being a, an intercounty senior footballer. So instead then a five. Yeah, and, and I think deserved to be. Um you know, anyone that was at the league final, they played a really good brand of football. And I saw them against Kergala in the semi-final. They're really good and brushed Kergala's side. There's some good forwards like Cormac Walter and Brian Mannion. Brian Mannion, a guy that I'd love to see push on. I think he has loads of potential, you know, really, really good footballer. Um, and this could be a year that he tries and goes and do it. And obviously Cormac Walter, Jamie Murphy, Gary O'Donnell at the back, they're, they're strong down the middle. Um, and their team, they'll probably know themselves. They're they're a little bit behind the top four, not that much, and a bit of momentum and a strong run. You know, they've Gary O'Donnell there now all the time. Like what a leader! And if they get a run at things, they'll certainly they won't they won't fear any of the teams that I've ranked above them. Any, I can guarantee you that much. Yeah, and even Conor Heen and Luke Fallon, two young lads who looked to have come through really impressive uh, league campaigns there for Tunes Days. Just before we do get into the top four, it does feel like there's a slight bit of a gap here between the top four and the rest, is it safe to say? Uh, it feels like it. Um, you know, that's probably more to do with the top four than any of the other teams. I think the four really strong teams of really, really good players and littered with inter-county stars, good management setups, and are coming from traditionally strong football base. So that's that's the perfect storm of, of 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 what you need and they'll be the top four will be hoping to try and maybe widen the gap and the challenge from every other team like the tube stars Clergall Gerards is to try and close the gap so it's it's it it will be interesting to see as the year goes on how the lie of the land is or is it going to be predictable in that the four county semi-finalists are going to be Mount Bellew, Curfin, Mike Cullen and Sotin Nakakara. And if it is, you know, that would be a little bit disappointing that, that no team has gone and trying shaking things up a bit, but it won't bother any of those four teams. Well, Bellum, my lot of four uh, county champions in 2021. Um, last year, obviously, came up short and to Mike Collin in that semi final. They might feel themselves that maybe Mike Collin did catch them on the hop. They mightn't say that openly now, but that's what it sort of felt like keeping in Michael Daly and Patrick Kelly working their way back to fitness at the minute it feels if they're going to challenge it's imperative for those two players to come back but there's there's definitely enough quality in, in this squad for them to challenge yeah in terms of Patrick Kelly and, and Michael Daly two really really good footballers uh, huge potential in both of them but have missed a huge amount so I, I just would find it hard to see how Patrick Kelly went from you know uh, how he wouldn't have played any football all year to now go and try and dominate a, a club championship and if he does more power to the fella and it's a, it's a big ask and the same same with Michael Daly he's just missed so much now it's hard to see how he comes back to a level that will make him the dominant midfielder that, that we know he could be but they have loads of talent like Billy Mannion Mark Mannion John Daly obviously Barry McHugh on Finnerty, they've loads of talent up top. Um, can be a little bit of a line to know Finnerty at times. Barry McHugh can be a bit inconsistent at times, but when he's on form, 
very few better than them. And again, like that, they've a, a management team obviously led by Val and in the daily that like they're not going to fear if they have to play Corfin my Cullen or Sotin at Cara. They will just be make trying to make sure that they get get to the stage where they face those teams. So not peaking for the first round against Clare Galway, not peaking for any game in that group, but trying to make sure that they can peak for that quarterfinal, semifinal and final and like try to pick a winner out of the top four would be would be very, very difficult. Fair Philip turned and I think I think it's with everyone just it's quiet in Paravin at the moment. It probably feels like famine for some of their supporters when you consider the success they've had. They're, they're really hungry this year to get Frank Fox, as he talked about. Uh, really impressive league campaign, winning that game against Jim Stairs on penalty shootout. But everyone's coming back from fitness, from America, from everything. They look like they have a full squad um, early on anyways in this championship. And they really just seem to be coming under the radar at the minute. Yeah, and that, that clash early towards the team, Sawtill and, and Cara Finn, is going to be one that everybody's going to be keeping an eye on because, you know, I meant to Mount Bellew not peaking, but like Cara Finn and Sawtill will want to go as hard as they can possibly go at this game and see where see where it puts them. Um, you know, the Cara Finn one is going to be really interesting. So again, a bit like Claire Galway. So like Ronan Steed, to me, has is a Rolls Royce of footballer, has been probably the dominant midfielder in Galway for the last ten years, but you know, age is kind of catching up on him a bit, and maybe not as as mobile around the pitch as he as he once was. Just the legs, just the legs aren't there, you know. So who's going to kind of going to fill that role? Like they can't rely on Rona Steed for the next ten years. Will they push Dylan McHugh to the middle of the pitch? Will they put him back full back? Where will they play him? Will they leave him at six? Uh, it all hugely, hugely interesting. And but they've loads of quality. So like, obviously from Bernie Power and goal to Ian Burke at full forward, and they're littered with goal players all over the place. You know the likes of Dara Silk, um, um, Dylan Canny, all these sort of players that could really light up a championship if they get a chance. So I think the current Finn project is is a really interesting one. You know, will Dahi Burke come back and play a bit of football? Who know? Who knows what's going to go on there? But I think overall, Cora Finn will want to find themselves in a better position this year than they did last year. And right now, on paper, it looks like they have the capabilities to do that. But I think that first game will tell us an awful lot. I'm quite surprised here with second um, in my column. What was the reason behind the column in second? Yeah, I, I, I was I, I look. There's not a huge, there's not a huge reason behind it. Um, I guess. Um, I, I was at Sotil not McCarra. My calling game last year probably felt Sotil should have won that. I thought Sotil were the better team, and that, and I just put them on top. And I think Sotil look like they'll have pushed on in terms of some of their players, so the likes of Kyle Sweeney, the form that he has shown all year, um, Daniel Flaherty, like John Maher is now, you know, where last year people were looking at this going, is this is this just an outlier of a year or has he just been playing well for his club? He's now gone and done it for Galway. 
Tomo has probably will have a point to prove to Porrick that he that he wants more game time. Rob Finnerty certainly has a point to prove to everybody. You know, he's he's a top top footballer who I, I think is one of the real class forwards through a mixture of everything, form and injury, didn't do it for Galway this year. So there's pressure on him to go and prove that that he is as good as we all think he is. Um and I think if they can get that balance right that puts them, you know, their management team is very strong, as is Mike Collins. But I think that just, to me, could change, could change after this weekend. But to me, just right now, I would have Sotil slightly ahead of Mike Collins. And Sotil as well, it's noticed that Johnny O'Connor has come in as strength and conditioning mm-hmm. coach there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, that's... That's a, a big a big plus for them, and and not even in terms of the strength and conditioning, but just in terms of his presence around the place, his professionalism, his attitude. All of those things are real, real positives. And you know, there maybe previously there have been question marks over Sawtill in terms of their their mental strength. I think these are very, very new bunch of Sawtill footballers that that are trying to put their best foot forward, and at the moment they're certainly doing that. Then just on Mike Cullen, um, county champions from last year, came up short in the All-Ireland semi-final against Glen. Um, Johnny Minoni, it's safe to say, is going to be some addition for them. James McLaughlin has been playing junior football um, in the league, kind of to work his way back to just competitive action too. Obviously, this weekend, they're going to be without Jared Davran, Peter Cook, Sean Kelly, but there's, and I think Darren Cox as well, but there's still so much um, depth back in that Mike Cullen squad. Yeah, 100%. Now, like I would imagine a lot of teams will have looked at um, looked at the way Glenn set up against them in terms of trying to crowd out Desi Keneally, getting loads of bodies back and and frustrating Mike Cullen. And that's where, you know, Peter Cook will have to come into it to try and see can he kick some long-range scores and Sean Kelly to have to break the line. You know, and Don Canellan and his management team will certainly come up with... with They'll have looked at that as well and looked like how they can go and improve in their attacking style when teams do set up like that. And they've all the qualities to do that. Um, you know, Sean Kelly obviously is is probably one of the best footballers in the country. And what he offers you defensively and offensively is is second to none. And they, you know, they've loads of loads and loads of quality. Um and like if anyone from my colour is watching this, they'd be right. They'd have no problem, and they've every right to say that that they should be the number one team. Absolutely, and I think that if you were to pick a team to get to a county final now, my colour would certainly be one of them. And and can they go and win it? Absolutely. I think for me, I just feel that that bit that bit of hunger and freshness that Salton Nakara have may just may just put them slightly ahead. Yeah, no, it's 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 really fascinating. Obviously round one gets underway um this weekend. Now just with the power rankings, these are not permanent. They Barry will adjust them as the results happen and where he feels they need to be just um the more abuse the more abuse I get from a certain from whatever team, the higher up the rankings they have to go. <laughs> so uh Obviously, round one this weekend taking place across Friday and Saturday. We will have a preview as well um, later on of round one of the action. But that's the first edition of the Galway Senior Football Championship Power Rankings. Uh, thanks a million, Barry, um, for coming on.
در حال هاپ 